Hello, this is, uh, well, it's it's kind of weird special of, not very special special, of the Vitriola Music Podcast. Uh, across from me in this studio is... Michael Legg, hi. Michael Legg doing his best special Michael Legg voice because we're in a special studio. Uh, this is a regular podcast where, uh, approximately weekly, where we talk about new music. But today uh, we're going to be doing uh, one of our monthly vitriolas, which is going to be up on Cosmic Shambles. And we're going to be talking, well, we're meant to be talking about songs that we've liked forever and never stopped liking. But as we've already recorded it, and I know that doesn't really happen and it kind of really goes awry... Um, that's not really what it is. But pretend that the intention was to do an overview of songs we've loved. And then things went wrong. So we're, um, yeah, that was a huge hit. How's that? You messed about. I caught you out. How's that? But now that I know where you're at, it's goodbye. And how's that? Which is uh, one of the great, and I think I'm pretty certain that's an Australian uh Pop song for the 1970s. Oh, hang on, are you are you being serious? Is that really a song, or are you just having another it's breakdown? Real. In it's a real. Corner? There was a band called Sherbet. Have you ever heard of Sherbet? No, no one's right. heard of Sherbet. Well, well, I, it wouldn't surprise me if one of our listeners has heard of Sherbet. It wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't me. be surprised if, if they, they were in. To be yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Sherbet and their their song was a, a a beautiful song about a loss of love called How's That because then uh-huh. that also went into I love cricket and I fear women. Why? This song seems to have both angles. Hello. Anyway, this is uh, well, Vitriola, but we're, it's really difficult because we're in a studio. Vitriola is very difficult, isn't it? It's avant-garde. Yeah. Or Dardarist. Rubbish. It's rubbish. It's rubbish. Um, and uh, which doesn't mean it's not eligible for the Turner Prize. No, 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 no. In fact, I'd, why hasn't it won? Yeah, I mean, every year. Yeah. It's, it's annoying. It upsets people. If you went into a room eligible. and just kind of saw it, you'd go, I don't even know what that is. And I feel sick. Yeah, I don't know what it's trying to say. Yeah. What, why have they made that man's face? Or, oh, it's yeah. a real man. I thought it was some kind of weird thing made out of mouldy fibreglass. Yeah. So anyway, this is... Yeah. Uh, right, so where yeah. are we going to start? Because we're, we're recording this properly. It's in a studio, and we've never done that before. And it's the kind of studio where people like Nicholas Farrell, the actor, who you haven't heard of. No, no one's ever heard of Nicholas Farrell. Nicholas, if you are listening, um, check yourself out. Yeah, well, I have heard of Nicholas Farrell. Nicholas Farrell's the kind of actor who uh, has a very dependable voice that says that I may well be going on a cruise. Well, I've got a dependable voice. Listen to my voice. Ah, uh, welcome to Ireland. I mean, look, don't you feel like you're in Ireland now? Yeah, what that does... is one of my favourite of your uh, adverts. <laughs> but if I'm listening to an advert, I mean, sometimes I like to hear someone with a, what well, I like to think of as a, a, a slangy, botched voice like you. Yeah. But other times I like to hear, think this is someone who I imagine I probably would have left a trench and been shot down for. And that's why I'm going on a cruise of the Norwegian fields. Fifty years ago, I'd have been shot with a machine gun for this man. But now, I'm on an awful, awful cruise with awful people. Anyway, so we're not here to talk about that. No, we're not. Well, what, but then again, when we get together, what are we there to talk about? Music is officially what it's meant <coughs> to be about. Yeah. Right? I like, uh, what I like about recording in a proper studio is you can really, really hear my coffee and my phlegmy cough. Yeah. We can hear your coffee and, my and your phlegmy cough. Yeah. I think it's the coffee that's causing the phlegmy <laughs> cough because uh, the people Maybe. who run the studio don't like you very much and they put a bit of their own phlegm in there. So <laughs> it's getting caught up with your yeah. phlegm. You've got a double yeah. phlegm. I didn't say it was my phlegm. I just said it was my phlegmy cough. I yeah, mean, yeah. I might be using other people's phlegm for my phlegmy cough. 
But it is my... F- I'm the creator of the phlegmy cough. Yeah, but you are very lazy with your coughs. You are the yeah. kind of person who would who will deliberately steal go, someone else's oh, phlegm. I can't be bothered to make my own phlegm. Oh, all right. <laughs> oh, disgusting. <laughs> yeah. So my first bit of music we'll talk about... Uh, well, what are we talking about music-wise? Well, the first record that I'd like to choose, Michael. Mm. Uh, no, uh, we're going to talk about songs that we have never stopped really enjoying a great deal. And that every yes. time you go, that's a song that has never bored me. So yes. songs that uh, travel through with us through um, life's bumpy Because you know what? There was a time, genuinely, in my life, there was a time where I thought A Day in the Life by the Beatles was the greatest song ever. Like, like I couldn't imagine a better song than A Day in the Life. But, like, loads have passed that now. But that's because at the time you just thought, this is probably the most um, clever experimental thing. Ever. Because yeah. at one point yeah. it's one song, and now it's another song, and I don't know which one it is. Yeah, it's sad, now it's happy, now it's weird. Uh, obviously, the John Lennon bit's my favourite because uh, he was more brutal and unpleasant, so cleverer. Yeah, yeah. That's generally the way it is. Isn't yeah, it? I think so. Yeah. But anyway, I think uh, Holy Diver by Dio is better. So it's weird how that passes, isn't it? How does 15 seconds of that go? Holy Diver, you've been down too long in the midnight sea. Oh, what's become? Well, did you oh, like well, it? Fair enough. Yeah, 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 yeah it's, it's a much uh, better song, isn't it? It's yeah. a much better song. That's another thing that now we're in the studio. Dio for some reason, we're not allowed to steal music like we do for yeah, the yeah, botched yeah. version that we make in a weird little room. Uh, instead, you just get a little 15 second sampler. I think that was probably enough of Holy Diver, though, to get the gist. I was listening to some Megadeth the other day because I've been mm-hmm. typing and I was typing. I was getting slower and slower because I was listening to Hal Hartley soundtrack. I've watched you type. Of course you're getting slower and slower. You use two fingers. Yeah, and they're not even mine. No. They're whatever I found near the mortician's house. Mm-hmm. So um, that mortician's going to start noticing. He's bought new metal bins. They make a clanking sound when I steal the fingers. Um, but I, uh, so I was tired. And then I thought, oh, I'm typing too slowly. So I'm listening to lovely music for sad film set on Long Island, mm. Megadeth. Yeah. So I'm halfway through listening to Megadeth, and then someone says, well, you do know that Dave from Megadeth, uh, he's a fascist. Is that is right? Is he a fascist? Is it Dave from Megadeth, Dave <coughs> yeah, Mustaine? Yeah, Dave Mustaine. Yeah. I don't think he is a fascist. I think he's he might be a religious maniac. Well, not even a maniac, just, well, yeah, religious. So take from that whatever you want. Uh, you know, I think he We've might create a beautiful Venn diagram of Dave Mustaine. If anyone would yeah. like to make a lovely, uh, he's grumpy, he's very, very bitter, but you know what? He's written a few good songs. Well, I liked it, but then I found out. I thought, oh, I probably shouldn't listen to too many fascists at the moment, well, and so I went back to listen so to the slow to, melancholy. So you stuff. want to Metallica? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't mind it if they own a crossbow. Yeah, of course. Oh, if they can finish the job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They're, 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 they're not just talk, talk. They're also, you know, thing killing is, things around. The thing is, um, uh, Lars Ulrich, or Ulrich, I don't know oh, how... Oh, you must look at my paintings. They're so very beautiful. I'm a very sophisticated <laughs> man. Oh, <laughs> yeah. this wine is... Mm, it's really buttery. Uh, that did, one. <laughs> did I mention I'm the drummer in Metallica? Yeah. Uh, but I love him. art. He, he's all anti-Trump now. Well, I think that's amazing a, news. No, I think to be fair, there's some really right wing people who still don't go. Oh, oh no, 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 this is not. That's a little bit more right. I mean, we're kind of pretty right wing. Yeah. But this is this is a new kind of really. But I mean, it's like that bit where you go. Well, thank you very much, Trump. Now I'm enjoying and agreeing with Louise Mench's tweets. Brilliant. 
what kind of dystopian future is this? Well, you see, that's why I would have thought, you know, that's why I would have thought they would be a lot more far right than maybe they are. Because, yeah. you know, they hang out with Louise Medge. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I think we all share the same account. <laughs> True as well. No, oh, really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, things oh, are worked that's out. Amazing that you've got in a way financial ties with Louise. Financial ties with Louise. The uh, can we call the podcast that financial <laughs> ties with Louise Mensch? I think we can. Yes. yes. Hello, uh, welcome to Financial Ties with Louise Mensch. A little look at metal and also uh, some advice on pensions. So, first of all, right. he is master of puppets. Um, the uh, so anyway, Mega. Do you think Megadeth's fine? Actually. Oh, Megadeth are fine. I wouldn't say Megadeth are a band that um, I loved them when I was a teenager. And if I heard when you them were teen ne- years, when I was a teenager, talk slower. Can you not hear me in this studio? Because it's a little bit further. What you, happens? Is, I know that's the you, weirdest thing. We're further away, and yet we're probably clearer. Because normally we look like that beautiful scene from Lady and the Tramp, but with no spaghetti or love. Yeah. Whereas uh, now we're slightly much distant. Two mangier dogs. Yeah, much yeah. mangier. Yeah. <laughs> Lady and Tramp. What happens in the second reel? Well, they've been put down by then. What do you mean they've been put down? <laughs> they put themselves down. Yeah. Oh God, <laughs> it's a very grim version of Lady and the Tramp. Go yes, on. Go on. No, no, it's you. I, oh, yeah, I, yeah, you yeah. said in your teen years. Teen years. Teen years. Teen When I was a teenager, probably if I heard them now, I'd probably still quite like them. I would never. I, I, they're never going to release a record, a new record that I'm going to buy. It's just never going to happen. But I quite like some of the older stuff. My point is, they didn't last throughout my entire life. Yeah, you know. So I sort of went off them a bit. But they were great at the time. Loved them. But unlike Metallica, who uh, whose own, um, Master of Pops came out in 1986, is that still one of my absolute favourites? Yeah, I, Metallica, it was only when I, I think I wouldn't listen to them that much at home unless I need to type very quickly. Yeah. But I'm definitely going to see them live again. Oh, yeah. Oh, they are brilliant live. Yeah. You know, they're hilarious. They Especially are really when they funny, stopped and Lars just showed you around some of his paintings. Yeah. <laughs> it was a lovely moment. <laughs> boom, boom, yeah. boom, 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 boom. Oh, Edward Munch bottle is someone I understand. <laughs> yeah. Share around the nibbles. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we've brought volavons. <laughs> so, uh, so Master of Puppets, then. So that's your uh, from 1986. Now, here's how Metallica later. have changed, though. Like we used to always be called Metallifux. When James Hetfield would look at us, and go, "Hey, do Metallifux?" That's what we were. We were Metallifux. Not now. And for the last ten plus years, he's gone. Hey, so nice to see so many members of the Metallica family here today. He's changed. Yeah. Family. A little bit more Manson even he used to. Yeah. Um, that's with an O, not a U. <laughs> he's not like the band Manson. No, he's not. Not, not really. Very, very far away from that. Um, the uh, on the so metal wise, what else have you got? Uh, that, in uh, metal wise, that's it. I'd say, I'd say, as far as metal goes. It's Metallica's Master of Pops would be the main metal album that has lasted throughout my life. Although, I do have to say, I absolutely love Iron Maiden by Iron Maiden. So, those two. I would... Uh, I know it's uh, rock and roll rather than uh, metal, but the song that I have never... There's not as much phlegm in that cup. No, no, no. I have to send it back to technicians. Yeah, it's yeah. annoying. Yeah. Don't Honestly, pay money to go to I have one thing have on my rider. And that is a cup of phlegm. Yeah. And there's nothing. 
the uh, Ace, Ace of Spades has never uh, Ace of Spades has never uh, bored me at any point. No, with the song. Yeah, yeah. No, of course, no, no, no. So it's that was I wasn't song. a big uh, heavy metal fan. In fact, probably I suppose my collection was predominantly uh, Live After Death and the uh, Bad News album yeah. by uh, the Comics Represents uh, Bad News Band. Uh, but Ace, I don't know why. Why is it? Is there something different about? Moted, why did I have also have some Moted albums? Well, I, I didn't suppose, really have any other. I suppose rock there is. A, I suppose there is. They they're a bit punkier, you know. They they're a good sort of punk metal crossover. I mean, they're they're angry, you know. Whereas most metal is just sort of theatrical and showoffy. Are they angry though? Or are, I think Lemmy's pretty pissed off. I don't know if it's pissed off though. I think it's just more that uh, maybe it is. Yeah, I think he is pissed off. I think he's just... Basically, a lot of his music is, go away, we're trying to have a good time. So that sounds pretty pissed off to me. Just go away and stop annoying us. Why yeah, is the world in this it, state? No, it's a, come over here, we're having a good time. Those are some of the uh, the ones that I, I think we talked about this after Lemmy died, but it was those songs where, like the some of the songs about the First World War, mm-hmm. and... Uh, what the hell? That one. Um, Nineteen sixteen so, by Motorhead is a great album. It's yeah, really good, really, really, really good. Um, and I listened to the 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 last album again, uh, the mm. final album from last uh, year before last. Yeah, it's really and good. It is really good. Yeah, mm. and you get again that fragility in his voice where you can just hear that Johnny Cash, you know, that kind yeah. of the the quality of of someone who's got frailer, like his that version of Sympathy for the Devil. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's not one that I could say. I'm really throughout my whole life since no, that came no. out for the last 18 months. No, not really. I think the record that struck me hardest when I first heard it, and 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 to this day, if a gun was put to my head, I would probably say yes. It's still my favourite song. The very first second I heard it, I went, "Hang on, this is amazing." And that is "There's a Light That Never Goes Out" by the Smiths. Oh, you see, I now mm. don't listen to it nearly as much because we used to have that thing where we go and watch uh, Morrissey. Yeah. And then we go, brilliant. He'll end the show with There's a Light That Never Goes Out. Uh, to be honest, Johnny Marr's not playing on it. So it doesn't quite have no. that incredible Some rockabilly beauty. version of so, like... It's not a bad rockabilly version. No. But the trouble is that anything after Johnny Marr is, is somehow going to be lacking something. And so we'd always get to the tube. Before all the other people. Yeah, that's true. We yeah. used that as an excuse to leave. But that was that's always the glory, really, of Morrissey, though. Isn't it? That's, that's sort of what you pay your money for. You go together to the gig and you talk excitedly about how brilliant Morrissey is the whole way there. And then you leave the gig and you talk about how crappy he was the whole way back. No, we enjoyed it the last time. Did we? I oh, no, love... we did the last time. Yeah, wrong, and we enjoyed right. it the first time. It's just all the in-between times, Michael. Yeah. No, I think both, both the Albert Hall gigs, Brixton Academy gig, yeah, that was what we play this because we must. Um, was he, I, was I would... he good in Kentish Town? I can't remember. Nah, we didn't no. like that so much. Nah, uh, but there was uh, I did like their uh, beautiful. Uh, if he could end uh, when he comes out, he goes, "Thank you, thank you. Please don't forget me," and then go straight into work as a four-letter word or Golden Lights as an encore. <laughs> if he did Golden Lights as an encore, I believe if that was the last song he ever played on stage, this. Imagine his, the twinkle. Imagine him ending a gig with his band doing one of the Smiths' instrumentals. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be phenomenal. And him just dancing, though, doing a little yeah. dance. But a, a little... No, but him appearing at the back of the stage like Eric Morecambe. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. 
Yeah, that'd be good. So there's a, a Morris- Holland and Barrett carrier bag there. There's there's a Morrissey album that is definitely that, like your Arsenal would be my Morrissey album that is that is definitely from the moment I heard it went yeah that's that's my keeper for the rest of my life that's brilliant. Whereas uh, whereas I don't know I don't know if there's that many Morrissey albums I think I will ever really go back to that often. Uh, the- bits of Vauxhall and I. Yeah, bits off. Speedway. Bits off. Yeah. No, but you're, I, I listened to your Arsenal the other day, and I suddenly remember. I thought, wasn't that a relief? Wasn't that that? I think is why we hold it dear. Mm. Is that after um, Kill Uncle, mm-hmm. uh, after tried to surprise her with vodka and Tizer uh, <laughs> and take me out, Tizer, take mm-hmm. me out, where there's music. Tizer, mm-hmm. Tizer. He's singing about fucking Tizer. Yeah, um, and that's then, not that's that's not even close to the worst lyric on the album. Um, what is the worst one? See, I think your boyfriend he went down on one knee. Well, could it be he's only got one knee? I don't mind. I count that as uh, a good old music hall line. I think pretty much everything on Witness is pretty bad. Uh, that's the one. Paul me Witness. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Our Frank. Oh, our Frank's pretty bad, isn't it? Yeah. Let's listen to our Frank now. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Let's listen to it for longer than we normally listen to it. Let's listen to it for a whole 15 seconds. So give us a drink and make it quick. Or else I'm gonna be sick. But, you know, he's done some brilliant stuff and we love him. Even though he's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> That's the... Yeah, well... I'll tell you something that I've been listening to a lot. We did the Slapstick Festival last week in uh, in Bristol. And uh, I've made myself now, every time that I end up going on social media and going, oh, Trump's done a thing. Ugh, I think, oh, now you have to tweet some Laurel and Hardy. Yeah. And I've been listening to lots of Laurel and Hardy, predominantly just... Uh, Lonesome Pine yeah. and Stan Laurel laughing over and over again. That's my been my main soundtrack. While other people have been listening to music, I've had one song, uh, also the intro Laurel and Hardy theme, theme for Laurel and Hardy. Um, my father has thought for the last for the last thirty years, my dad has thought that uh, Lonesome Pine got to number one in the charts five years ago. He's thought that for thirty years. That's like, beautiful, like if you it? saw him today and you brought up Lonesome Pine, he'd go, yeah, do you know that was number one in the charts five years ago? He would honestly say that. That's nice, though. That means that he just still thinks that you're, yeah. that, you know, that 18-year-old boy who's mm-hmm. about to leave home. Yeah. So I presume what he's saying is, Michael, isn't it time you left home? <laughs> so every, every time you go back home, um, Trail yeah. Lonesome Pine was in the charts quite recently. Leave. Get out. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a lovely thing that he's um, there uh, rather than, uh, you know, with some of the old cliches about the, the threats you might be given. Yeah. Someone, a uh, Northern Irish man, who <laughs> just puts on a Laurel and Hardy record and says, you've, you've got about yeah. two minutes, 33 seconds to get out because uh, it's yeah. 1987. It's when you left. Yeah. Get out, Michael. Get yeah. out. Come on. There's never going to be peace talks unless you leave this house. I... They started just after I left. Did they? You know, the troubles began. Finally, he's the tr- gone. The troubles began literally like the week I was born. That's interesting because <laughs> that to me is, as, as a kind of an English person from the South, it's a similar thing. For you, when you left home, mm. they said, finally, we could have the peace talks. For me, my dad finally decided to buy a video recorder. 
So it's quite similar things, isn't it? You never had a video recorder. No, once we'd all left home, my dad went, you never now had a video we can buy a video recorder and a microwave oven. A microwave's not important. But you never it had a when video. you're a teenager. No, it is. It's less important when you're a teenager because you've got a mum. It's quite important if you haven't got a video recorder. It's, yes, it is important that you... Do. Well, you want something that's going to make a ping sound, yeah. don't you? Yeah, you that can is press true. Kind of a that is button. true. Do you know what? When we bought our first video, 1980, yeah, I'd won for a decade before I left home. I could have recorded anything I wanted to, Robin. Absolutely anything. Sometimes I chose not to. Just out of spite for you. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, and we would have... We had two videos, which was... Cap- two videotapes, should I say. Capricorn 1 and Dirty Harry. And... We basically just watched the timer move. Why didn't we put any of those films on? Because we were fascinated by the timer. So which one of those was the first film that you watched it Capricorn in its entirety? No. In its entirety backwards, thinking, this is amazing. Oh, right. We were able to watch a whole film backwards. I presume you did do that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. God, yeah. We loved, loved watching it backwards. It was brilliant. I think it probably was Capricorn 1. Maybe not all of it. Because, you know, then he'd be sicking up or a snake instead of eating it. Right. My mm. first one was uh, Hammers the Viking Queen. That's a name I always use to describe you. Yeah. Hammers the Viking Queen. I pretty much am I. <laughs> Hammers the Viking Queen, all about Bodicea, <coughs> the well-known Viking... Mm-hmm. Hang on a minute. Has anyone bought any of RJ Onstead's uh, history books here? Um, so, uh, Lauren Hardy. Uh, yeah, that's but... the one that is, it's got a theme tune, Lauren Hardy, I guess, and it's a popular one. And I don't think I'm bored of that theme tune. And I think I've, I can't remember that theme tune not being in my head. So, you know, that's existed all my life, that theme tune. I'm now going to go back to the Slapstick Festival. I'm going to take you back 10 days, Michael, to something you missed. Oh, really? Um, Watching Neil Innes talk about the Bonzo Dog Doodah Band mm, was magnificent. First of, of all, was. the Bonzo Dog Doodah Band, every time I look at them again, I think it's even better now. The fact that this kind of art prank, this, this, like, well, it, it has, I think, links to the kind of thing, excuse me, Frank Zappa was doing as well. Oh, yeah, no, I can say and, that. Yeah, definitely. Um, and just the fact they went, right, we're going to... It's kind of like an art prank, and it's kind of jazz, but then it's not jazz, and then he's going to play a tube for a while and just swing it around his head, yeah. and then we should probably have more recorder on this. And there was a lovely yeah, bit course. where... That's that's a song that I still love, uh, which is obviously their most famous song. Uh, I'm the Urban Spaceman, baby. Yeah, by Oasis. Uh, though, uh, no, the one that was by Oasis is uh, Neil in his um, solo. Oh, no, you're right. How sweet you're to right. be an idiot. You're right, you're right, you're right. Uh, but it was. Uh, but I also. That's only because I didn't know as much Bonzo's. I reckon mm. if the other one that stayed for the, the last twenty five years is the first time I heard Sport, the Odd mm. Boy, I think that is one of. Again, it has that moment like when you first heard Day in Life. You go, God, they're doing a lot of stuff here, aren't they? It's got yeah. a beautiful weirdness yeah. in the vocals, and at the end, the last kind of forty seconds are just bells ringing. If you if you hear it in a decent like kind of sized room, the bells. It's it's beautiful it's incredibly kind of three-dimensional but it was what oh and there was a nice thing where uh 
apparently the Bonzos, Neil Innes was saying that their their manager also always wanted to produce the records, and they were like, right. oh, and he just wanted them to be produced in four hours, basically, to make it as right. cheap as possible. <laughs> and they were thinking, oh, we really need someone else to. It'd be nice to get someone else to produce them. And one day, just chatting to Paul McCartney because it was the sixties, nice. and Paul McCartney was often someone you were just chatting with. That happened yeah. all the time. And um, they were probably bombed into well, not there in Carnaby Street. Yeah, Carnaby Street, or probably just some kind of like gallery opening yeah, or something true. like that, just a little gallery thing. Mm. And uh, Paul McCartney went, "Oh, well, I'll um, I'll I'll produce it." They went, yeah. "What?" They went, "Yeah, yeah, I'll produce it. That'd be fine." Yeah, great, brilliant. Yeah. And uh, then they went back to their manager and they went, "Look, you're happy with the management, but we don't really want you to produce the." next record and he went oh you want someone else to produce it they went well, well yeah we, we want to get someone and he went well good luck with that then they went, well we've got Paul McCartney uh, yeah. what bloody hell and so and that also he's not mentioned on the record the producer I can't remember the name now he's that ashamed no it's just he, he was <laughs> uh, um, they didn't want it to be like a Paul McCartney record the moment yeah, his name would be on it and uh, they it, it's uh, Vermouth we'll look it up we'll find mm. out but it's uh Wow, because that was a really great story until you fucked it up at the end mm. through lack of facts. It's all right. We're going to edit out all the right. good bits of the story yeah, and if, just leave the shit we, bit at the end. Here's 15 seconds of facts. We can yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> facts and then vermouth something. Yeah, yeah. It was vermouth something. Yeah. What a lovely fact. Now, I have written a list of... So, Bonzo the Doodle Band, yeah. Urban Spaceman, and Yeah, then that's true. Sport the Old that's Boy. That's true. That's a, that's a piece of music that's... Yeah, from the word go, that's and I can't really remember a time before that piece of music. So yes, that's a lifetime piece of music. That's what what I've kind of feel as well is that every now and again you go, ah, oh, has there ever been another time where so many people were actually on proper telly, just going, we're on proper telly, Should probably just dick around. We've got a record contract. What are we going to do? We'll, we'll dick what, around. Well, what question time? <laughs> Michael, we're editing that out. Yeah, yeah, sorry. About Apollo that. C. Vermouth. Um, right, I'll do the end bit again anyway. Oh. And what was amazing was that um, Paul McCartney they said, Look, is it okay if you don't have right. your name on it? <laughs> <laughs> and because uh, we have a Beatles record. And so uh, they gave him the name Apollo C. Vermouth, which oh, I've always known. You couldn't make it Did up. not put the other fucking edit out. So. I don't remember a time before. Why don't we listen to 15 seconds of Urban Spaceman? I'm the Urban Spaceman, baby, I can fly. I'm a supersonic guy. I don't need pleasure. Why don't we listen to 15 seconds of nothing? Yeah. People have been listening to 15 Seconds of Nothing for the last half an hour, just interrupted by a kind of gravelly, phlegmy, white noise. That's what the whiteness of the noise is. <laughs> That's Michael Legg. Uh, I don't remember never knowing uh, the album Ziggy Stardust and Hunky Dory. Ziggy Stardust. Ziggy Stardust. Listen, Why can't you, you talk properly I'm today? speaking properly, you deaf old cunt. You stupid idiot. We are in a proper studio, and there you are, Ziggy Stardust, my teeny years. Jesus Christ's sake. I knew this would happen. If I, I, for one time, I go, Michael, I'm going to treat you and take you to a proper What, treat studio. me? What? To basically an airless hot room. You've Thanks. Oh, the them. ambassador. You're spoiling us. You are. Well, airless hot rooms are the things you like. 
When have you ever liked air? Oh, that's tickling my lungs. Oh, it's tickling my lungs. Why is there not less air? Could someone tighten the carrier bag oh, right in, over my fucking my head? My inside psoriasis is flaking. Yeah. <laughs> well, do you remember not knowing Ziggy Stardust? Yeah, because I remember once in art class on the day that I think I eventually stabbed Robert Boughton in the hand, which he deserved but was an accident. Um, I was writing something the other you, day. You stabbed someone. Uh, two you, people, Adrian you, Chorley and Robert Boughton. You've you've stabbed two people. They were, it was kind of well, Adrian Chorley was less. Robin Ince has stabbed two people. Yeah, I got it over and done with when I was very young. I am surprised the bullying continued because I think once you've drawn blood twice, you reckon they'd leave you alone. Adrian Chorley was in the face. Uh, you stabbed someone in the face. You. Well, it was just well, I kind of dragged the compass. Surely it would take you ages to get the compass out of your crappy pencil case. Oh no, I had it out already. Yeah, yeah. And I'd already worked out the angle by using the God. sun going through my protractor <laughs> and I knew exactly where I was going to do it across his cheek. Um, and then Robert Bout, I think, was kind of a mistake. I think I was just... Oh, do you think it was a mistake stabbing yeah. him? I didn't think as much blood was going to come out. I thought we right. were doing it as a joke. And what is annoying is it should have gone... a stabby joke. No, it would would have been nice because I was making a little gravestone in art class. Oh, so you were going to kill him? coming out of it. Right. Okay. Well, I just wanted a little fresh blood. Anyway, so in art class, I remember thinking that Starman was a uh, new... A lot of things happened in art class. I probably uh-huh. found out John Lennon was dead as well. Yeah? Yeah. Did you stab him? Nah, I didn't stab John Lennon. I was not involved at all. My no. alibi is cast iron. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that was... Uh, so I, I didn't realise. Uh, Ziggy Stardust, because Hunky Dory was the one that had been around our house yeah. most. Yeah. My what? sisters didn't buy Ziggy Stardust till much later. Well, I'm Which afraid... made, meant that I looked like an idiot. I had to bloody stab again, didn't I? Well, I, I, I don't remember ever playing it. I never played it. It was just always being played. So, you know, I didn't need to play it. It was already on. And your dad, it's a funny thing, isn't it? You'll still say, won't you, go, isn't it funny, Michael? Ziggy Stardust was number one on the album charts five years ago, wasn't it? (laughs) Everything was five years ago. That's what I love about your dad. Do you know, I remember my dad coming home and being absolutely furious with my sister for playing a record. uh, Because he he saw that the record had finished, but the record was still on the record player. And he looked at it. It was the Sugar Hill Gang's first single, which was... Uh, don't listen to my baby. Yeah, yeah. B side of Rapper's Delight. Is and that actually their first? Yeah, that was the first. Wow. Yeah, and uh, my dad looked at it and he was furiously angry with my sister. What's this, Rapper's Delight? And we were like, Dad, what's a raper? So yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He had a good way to, of teaching, didn't he? Yeah, really good teaching. So, I mean, at least he was mor- morally correct. He's just fucking stupid. Well, what is nice is there were a lot of people who were, you know, kind of aggressive towards rap when it began. Yeah. Uh, but your dad's aggression was actually yes. over a woman's rights issue. Exactly. Due to an inability exactly. to see two peas. He is, yeah. It's true. I can't remember how many peas have to be placed on yeah. a page before he can see mm. a second one. Yeah. Strange, isn't it? Pea blindness. Did you not have Beatles albums? When you were growing up? No, there weren't any Beatles. Uh, we had one. Just one Beatles album. Red or I've... blue? No. Beatles Live at the Hollywood Bowl. £2.49. Yeah. Or was it one ninety nine? I don't From know. A revolving I didn't buy rack in W.H. Smith. I used to play it in my garage. I loved that record. I think it was really good. Well, those were all the, the cheapy ones you get. Were Live at Hollywood Bowl yeah. and Rock and Roll Part 1 and Rock and Roll Part 2. Oh, that's right. I forgot yeah. about those two albums. Ah. So what's your Beatles song then? That was Day in the Life then? 
It uh, probably is down the line. But you know what? But you haven't but you know, it yet. You know, I'll be honest with you. There's, not, there's no point in choosing a lifetime Beatles record because the Beatles permanently play in your head. You don't need to buy the Beatles ever because you know every bit of Beatles. You just don't need to go anywhere near the Beatles. You've got it all already. It's in your DNA. Oh. Yeah. The old nature, nurture, mercy sound debate mm-hmm. suddenly rears its ugly head. Yeah. I mean, I think you need to buy Sheer Heart Attack by Queen. Yeah. But you don't necessarily need to buy anything by the Beatles. I so think what's Sheer need... Heart Attack got on it? Because I've got any Queen Oh, Killer Queen? Yeah. Uh, oh, so I've got Queen Live Killers, Killer Live, Live, Live Alive O. Yeah, that's, that's the ex- double that's album. That's the what's exact that title, Live Killers. Yeah. And it's uh, good. Yeah. No, no, that's, that's my review. But Sheer Heart Attack has got... Sheer Heart Attack. It's, oh, it's got Killer Queen. Yeah. It's got uh, Brighton Rock. Yeah. Which is a great record. Are we it's able got... to hear 14 seconds of that? Well, no, 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 no. If we're going to hear 14 seconds of anything, we're going to hear 14 seconds of Tenement Funster. And when we go down the smokies and rock, they light up like it's some kind of ritual. No. no. Don't ooh. No, it's brilliant. That's a Roger Taylor sung and written song. It is brilliant. It's, it, it is my favourite Queen song. Okay? Okay? That's my favourite Queen song. Tenement Funster. Mm. Look the at me. The idea of you... Like you're everyone's Liking dad. anything with fun in it. <laughs> Unless, obviously, it's no fun. But there's another one. Oh, the Passenger. First time you hear Passenger. Yeah, yeah. You just think, that's great. Hang on, no, did, never tired. Never hang on, tired did a bit of joy interrupt you insulting me? That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because yeah. I, I, I suddenly forgot you were in the room. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was this beautiful thing. The thing is, if I stare at you enough when you don't move, and you don't move very much because it's no, just no, no, very no, no, no. lazy, no. Uh, eventually you just turn to grey. Yeah. It just fades out. Yeah. Thank uh, you. So I'll, uh, yeah, I hadn't thought that. Though Neighbourhood Threat now is one that I listen to probably more. Yeah. 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 What about REM? Green by REM would be my lifetime REM album. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's good. There this, we go. That's this, this getting, we're getting good. quicker now. We're getting this over and done another we? album I heard for the very first time, and it sounds just as brilliant as it did then, and I love with all my heart, is Licence to Ill by the Beastie Boys. Uh, I barely know it. I'll listen You're to it next week. You're a fucking idiot. I'll listen to it next You're week. You're the worst. You're the worst. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't allowed I to listen to it because Donald they Trump did things you. on stage with all big cocks and, and, and dancers Stop in cages, didn't they? talking about big cocks <laughs> and cages. <laughs> but they did, didn't they? It was terrible. Yeah, they well, that's the, the thing. That's the thing. It, it's quite a misogynistic album, but they get away with it because they're so daft and they're nerds. You know, talking about women that they've never met, but they pretend they've had conversations with women. So they get away with it. But it's quite a misogynistic album. And then, of course, they went on to sort of, uh, you know, get into Buddhism. And, and of course, it's, oh, nowhere are we misogynists anymore. But really, it was the misogynist era was better. Yeah, your favourite ones are yeah. the, uh, <laughs> yeah, before they fell in love with Tibet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's generally your rule on most bands, isn't it? Uh, this, uh, I'm, well, very, I'm is... very much a PT person. I'm very much a pre-Tibet. N- name one post-Tibet band that are better than a pre-Tibet band. That is true. That is a really, really hard one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Beatles? No. Nah. No. Rage Against the Machine? Actually, maybe the Beatles, maybe. Were yeah. they? It's hard to yeah, tell. Yeah, you know, Tibet had a good effect on that. Yeah, it's hard to they tell. They didn't go to Tibet. They went to Wales. Oh, that's... In, in fact... It's, it's Tibet's in Wales, isn't it? Well, 
it is if you're making carry on up the Khyber yeah. and you have that little... Th- so that's, yeah. Is that why they went to Wales then for that retreat? Mm. They went to Wales because that's where they were filming carry on up the Khyber. Well, why and not? And so the bloke they thought was the Maharishi was actually Charles Hawtrey. <laughs> this whole bloody thing's <laughs> falling apart, isn't it? What? what um, we, we'll have to finish in a minute because I'm bored. And yep. uh, <laughs> <laughs> Do you think you're the I only person like doing... that said that while this is on? No, no, no. no. Stone Roses by the Stone Roses. Yeah, brilliant. What an amazing thing to say. Next one. Um, I by Robin Hitchcock. Ah, I bet no one has that album except me. I bet I'm the only person in the world to have that album. I by Robin Hitchcock. It is my favourite album. It was when I first heard it. It is today. It is a brilliant album. What's on that one? Um, Clean Steve. Yep. That's good. Linkus House. Glass Hotel. Any of these mean anything to no, you? No, I haven't got I. What? Well, of course I haven't, because you've got the bloody copy. Why are you ho- always hogging no. the one oh, copy oh, of Robin Oh, do you think I've got one copy of I? Ho, 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 No. That's why I lo- lost my job as Santa in that shopping centre. Ho, 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 Kids don't like it. Kids do not like it. It wasn't just that, though, was it? No, it's... No, no, oh, no. oh, God. Horrible, horrible it's reason. Fleming the beard. Yeah. Soft Boys Underwater min- Moonlight. That's good. That's a Lifetime album. Uh, you've got that. Yeah. Well, why are you staring at me weirdly? I don't know. You've gone at a very different angle to this than I have. Well, what angle have you well, got? I've got at? Golden Brown by the Stranglers and uh, Robert Wyatt's Shipbuilding. It's very different. Well, they're just. They're not that different. It's all from the same era. I thought it was a song based thing, not an album based thing. Well, that's both. I wasn't clear in the email, was I? No, no, no. What email? Our entire discussion for this was you giving me the address, not even the name no, of the studio. No, and then I sent you an email. Yeah, in the email, it was the fucking address. Yeah, and before that... And that was you, it. You said, what are we going to do? And I... Why have you prepared no, no, no. for this? No, no, Half of the email was actually in the title of the email. Don't forget Monday at noon. Yeah. And then the email was the address of here. So how have you managed to know that we were going to talk about these things then? Because you know what? I have a sixth sense when it comes to you. Do you know what? I bet you've written a fucking list I of bet you. You definitely yeah. said I bet you. Ow! <laughs> that pen didn't hurt at all. <laughs> Right, I threw a pen so, at him. Gold, golden brown by the Stranglers, and there was, uh, and yeah, Lovell Terrace Park Lovely. by Joy Division. And uh, what was the first song that you loved so much that you went, I hope nothing ever takes that off number one? It's the greatest number one that's ever been. God, did you ever have one? Oh, probably uh, Living Doll by the Young Ones and Cliff Richard. Oh, I go back further than that. Mine was Brian and Michael. Matched I was talking I... about that on stage the other night. I met a gay couple in the audience and they were called Brian and Michael. I went, oh, like, match dog, man and match. The room was silent as fuck. So what people actually thought, oh, yeah. that's very nice. Being homophobic, using traditional homophobic language. like Is that what happened? Yeah. Did people misconstrue yeah. your reference to a song about L.S. Lowry for being a homophobic <laughs> attack on the people in the front row? Well, I hope not. But I think they just didn't know anything from, like, beyond 2014. Yeah. Well, from beyond whatever they've just... Li- oh, just stop looking at the... Everything else is gone now. I'll yeah. stop looking at my phone now. Yeah. Yeah, my dad's trying to... The, it, it's that bit with... Who was Alec Guinness? Oh, he takes his... What was it? I, I, I watched... Uh... Outside of Pearly Gate. The alley alley the alley alley Not more than 15 seconds, we haven't got the rights to it. Um, the, uh, or the talent. And what's uh, an interesting bit of uh, uh, trivia there. Uh, not the original Michael or Brian, I can't remember which. 
the the, the bloke <laughs> Brian and Michael went to the studio, mm. recorded it. Yeah, nailed it. And then it. Brian nailed it. and or Michael went, ah, I've had enough of this and left. Really? Before it then went on to be number one. And so much like Seat Freedom Roy, wow. not entirely certain the original Roy, not entirely certain it's the original Brian or Michael. Well, again, the one with the glass eye. An almost brilliant fact. The one with the glass eye, he was an original. Okay, well, that's So if you're amazing. watching it, and if the one with the glass eye is the one with, with Brian, yeah, then, then, then that it's original. Yes. If the one with the glass eye is Michael, then, then, that's, then that's the original. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. It's the same with Bigfoot. The first person who was ever filmed impersonating Bigfoot for a long period of time, they believed, you know, some people said, oh, that's real footage of Bigfoot. Turned yeah. out had a glass eye. So if you're ever seeing someone walking through a woodland hoping to be filmed imagining to create some kind of rumour there's a Bigfoot in your area yeah. if they've got a glass eye they're the original Bigfoot if they haven't they're not the original Bigfoot from that footage that's just one of my glass eye rules okay yep yeah. maybe do a special on that well I think uh, although I think today's gone really well in this recording, recording studio I think I would now like to quit and I would like you to replace me for all publicity purposes like Top of the Pops no, bad luck. I'm quitting. And you have I'm to do fucking, this. I quit first. How dare you make me do yeah, more Yeah, but my cover of you quitting was much better. <laughs> it was. People prefer the cover version of quitting by me. Yeah. Uh, so the final things, uh, what you've been listening to recently. I haven't, I haven't listened to that much new stuff apart from One-Eyed Wayne. Uh, One-Eyed Wayne, uh, Attack of the Luxury Flats. I've, I've listened to nothing new except for an album that came out two years ago. Which is the Hamilton soundtrack. Oh boy, that's good. See, the trouble is, I don't know if I believe you. Oh, that's true. Because you just you might have the same thing as your dad about things that came out two years ago. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I might, maybe maybe it wasn't. Maybe it came out twenty years ago. I don't know. Maybe it's just maybe it came out tomorrow. <sighs> um. So, uh, one on Wayne, Tack the Luxury Flats. It's a good album as well. Yeah. Um, and a former member of Bob, the band Bob, if you remember mm. Stride Up EP, mm. etc. And I also this morning listened to uh, Robert Wyatt's Rock Bottom, which for some reason I've never listened to before, his first solo album. And I was reading an interview with him and I thought, I've listened to a lot of Robert Wyatt. Why have I never listened to his first album? It's brilliant. It's really... Yeah, of course it is. And I like the fact that he has one of those voices where sometimes people go, well, I don't like that voice at all. Because no. it has, like Marianne Faithful, he has... Beautiful I th- fragility. I absolutely think his voice is beautiful. I think it's absolutely fantastic. So my things to listen to this week are One-Eyed Wayne. Yeah, it's happening to both of us now, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, One-Eyed Wayne, uh, Tack of the Luxury Flats, and uh, Robert Wyatt's uh, Rock Bottom. Also, Mike Rutherford and uh, Anthony Banks, not Tony Banks. Oh! I was listening to them last night, but only because they wrote the soundtrack to uh, The Shout which I decided to watch because uh, it stars John is. Hurt. Oh, John right, Hurt, yeah, yeah. Alan Bates, Susanna York, uh, mm-hmm. a man uh, tells Tim Curry in a cricket scoring hut uh, about a time that he did a magic shout that killed sheep and stuff. Yeah. One of those very good films of the 1970s. It actually sounds like another film that they made 35 years ago just for you. Yeah, but your dad, five years ago it came yeah. out. Yeah. Do you remember, Michael? The shout came out five years ago with Alan Bates. He died five years ago as well, didn't he, Michael? Oh, that's another thing my dad used to say. Do you know what? Uh, 
you can just pop round and see Stan Laurel anytime you want. If you're ever in Hollywood, because he loves people dropping by. Dad, he died in the early 60s. No, he didn't. No, no, no. No, no he's going to die five years ago. Yeah, what yeah. do you mean he's going to die five years <laughs> ago? Uh, so thank you very much. So my, this, by the way, normally when we do the uh, version on a tiny little weird recording device in an echoey place, uh, there is a lot more uh, stuff to talk about new music. But yeah. we've just not listened to any this week. No. Oh, no, no, hang on a minute. Oh, they put that up. Brilliant. That was up that whole time. Yeah. You bollocks. You idiot. You absolute bollocks. Yeah, well, that's what I did. No, no. Press record. <laughs> they have. We're going to be doing the introduction. No. Hang on. I didn't know that. That whole time, there's a computer screen behind my head. Well, yeah. it's actually, it's not in mine. It's practically in front yeah, of it's me. It's in front of you. <laughs> it's the one that other people read off in that chair. And they've got Apollo yep. C from Muth. On yeah, the, yeah. That we, name's we... been up there for that whole time. It wrote from the beginning of the show. And I thought you had remembered it. No. And it had been... This this is a shambles. <laughs> and <laughs> and it's a lie. Yeah, but that's why I did it in such a ridiculous manner. You ridiculous manner. Well, how can I tell one ridiculous manner you do from another ridiculous manner that you're doing? <sighs> like Peter Bowles and Penelope Keith. Yes, well, I'm both of them, all right? Yes, you are. You're like Sally Field... Has a personality disorder, which means she believes she's both Peter Bowles and Penelope Keith. That'll win uh, an Emmy, I imagine. You like me. You really like me. <laughs> Thanks very much for listening to Vitriola Music. Uh, we are regularly also be found on what's that website called? Well, we're on SoundCloud. Yeah, Music, but really, you can subscribe on iTunes if that's yeah. if that's of any interest to anyone. So this but, will be a monthly event. Uh, we'll be putting up a, a proper monthly show uh, of this recorded in the studio, and then the rest of the time we shout in a room into a very small box, which we don't even really know if it records it, but we put up whatever is trapped, whatever sound waves get trapped inside that box on SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Yes. SoundCloud. I say that all the time. SoundCloud is really hard to say. SoundCloud. Why is that? The harder thing to do is that Stan Laurel thing. You know that bit where you oh. pat your thing at, at oh, that's hard. Yeah, here's he, what's it? Here's he nosy knees. Here's he nosy or nosy, here's he nosy. So, anyway, thanks very much for listening. And if you really want to do something with your week, then try and do uh, Stan Laurel's is he nosy. What's it? Is he nosy knees? It's really hard. Bye. Hello, Cosmic Shambles producer Trent Burton here. If you also listen to Book Shambles with Robin and Josie, you've no doubt heard some of my riveting admin announcements there. So now I'm on Music Shambles to give you some more. As Robin said, uh, this is going to be a monthly podcast with Robin and Michael talking all things music. And you'll be able to go to cosmicshambles.com slash music shambles to get uh, all the lists of all the music they've talked about on each episode, plus links to some of the songs there on YouTube and whatnot. Uh, that's where all the old episodes will be as well, obviously. And of course, everything will be on SoundCloud and iTunes and stuff as well. And why not have a look around the rest of the Cosmic Shambles Network while you're there. There is lots of other podcasts and documentaries and web series and live events and all sorts of stuff uh, there, so make sure you check that out. And if you do enjoy what's on the site, please do hit that PayPal button on the side there uh, and make a contribution so we can keep making all this stuff. And Robert and Michael will still be doing the usual weekly echoey version of Vitriola as well. And you can find all of those over on their SoundCloud page. Thanks very much for listening. We will be back in March.